Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. What's up, y'all? This is Jay Jock, host of the Hawks on the Hardwood podcast, your one-stop shop for Atlanta Hawks talk. Here you can get all of the up-to-date information regarding your Atlanta Hawks, trade rumors, game recaps. We even try to sneak in a few interviews. So make sure you listen every Saturday to the Hawks on the Hardwood podcast. Random. All right, everybody, welcome back to the program. I have him back on the show. He's Rick Sincere from MTMV Sports. We're going to discuss the month of November in the National Football League, some of the hottest teams in the league during that month. And also, we'll talk about the current album and also some stuff that MTMV Sports is working on. Welcome to the program, Rick Sincere. Hey, Rick, welcome back. Thanks, man. Welcome. Uh, Look, I'm happy to be back on. Let's get right to it. The month of November was outstanding in the National Football League, and let's start off with the New Orleans Saints. Despite losing to the Dallas Cowboys, they were still hot and on the tracks in the month of November. You know, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, they were solid. The defense really picked it up during the month. The Saints during the month of November, Drew Brees was solid. What's your take on the Saints as of right now and also what they did during the month of November? Um, You know, absolutely Love how the Saints have moved in November. They moved through November extremely well, despite the very um, the, the very hard schedule. Right? They had a really hard schedule um, over the course of the entire season. They've seen some teams, and and yes, they've been graced to uh, kind of play teams that maybe weren't at full strength. Like you look at their game against the Eagles, and uh, and the Eagles were definitely missing a lot of pieces defensively during that game, um, and then they lost some pieces in the game. Um, they played uh, Minnesota without Xavier Rhodes um, and also without Devin Cook at the time. And so um, they're getting a chance to play some of these teams that, that weren't at full strength. Actually, I think the Dallas game is the first game in a while where they're seeing um, a team close to full strength. And so, um, but regardless, it's the NFL, right? Next man up. And they've played everybody um, extremely well. I mean, they've been blowing teams out right before that Dallas debacle. And so you look at what happened um, in Dallas, and and what it what it really brought to me was that this thing, the Saints team is missing a downfield stretch the field type of threat. They don't have that guy right now with Ted Ginn on IR, and I, you know I believe he's coming off soon. Um, Tommy Lee Lewis is kind of that guy, but um, he didn't play that role in that game. And so um, they don't have a guy who you have to fear going downfield. And so Dallas was able to kind of back up and watch everything play out in front of them. And since they were able to do that, I mean, just kind of run to the ball, which they're extremely good at, especially with those two young linebackers. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, in, in that game, it showed a lot of – it showed the flaws in the Saints. It showed I – mean, it brought out some of the flaws in that offense. Um, I still don't think it's going to deter them from, from making noise um, in, in the playoffs. Let's stay with the Saints for a moment. Defensively, they have gotten better, particularly on the defensive line, the, the front four with Cam Jordan, Sheldon Rankins, and despite Marcus Davenport being out, the front four has still been solid. And also, you can't forget about those linebackers with Anzalone and also A.J. Klein. 
the Saints secondary, Lattimore, and also with the addition of Eli Apple, and then also Vaughn Bell. Where do you see the Saints defense headed moving forward? Um, they're only going to get better from this point on, right? Um, they they did get Davenport back just recently. Um, Davenport has you know made his mark since he's come back. Um, you look at Sheldon Rankins. The what, what's happening with him is basically the maturation or the showing or the um, the breakout for Sheldon Rankins. He is definitely um, going to be a force to be reckoned with. Everybody knew that with him coming out of Louisville that at some point he would be great. Um, he we had our doubts, you know, just because he didn't like get off to the hottest start. But he is developing, and you can see what he's doing. David Anyamata is another one, a very strong guy on the defensive line. Um, but he has been, um, you know, putting pressure on the quarterback. He was supposed to be more of a run stuffer. Um, but he's been putting pressure on the quarterback, getting there consistently. Cam Jordan is great as always. And so that D-line is starting to look um, they're starting to look really good. And actually, at some point, uh, we may actually have, you know, one of the best defensive lines in football. And what I'm, what I'm saying by that is you already have three first-rounders on that on a defensive line, right? Cam Jordan is a first-rounder. Sheldon Rankin is a first-rounder. Um, Davenport's a first-rounder. And so um, they they look really, really good on the defensive line, and they're only getting better. The linebacking core is good, too. Demario Davis is having a season. He's having a great season, and he is um, one of the leaders on that defense. He's doing, he's doing extremely well. Everybody knows that um, Anzalone, if he's not hurt, he's phenomenal. That's the thing. That's the draw with him, right? If he's healthy, like um, um, I think Bobby Abear always says this, right? He says this on the show. He's out, um, he's hell if he's well, right? So it, when he's well, he's a problem. He's something you got to deal with, and he's been doing great this season while healthy. But if he's not healthy, um, you know, then there's nothing to worry about, and he's kind of been that guy. He may turn out to be someone of a Sean Lee for us at the end of the day, but we'll see. Um, you look at the secondary, Marcus Williams is somebody who – um, I'm paying attention to. He's starting to do well as a as a ball hawking guy. He needs to create more turnovers, in my opinion. Like I would love to see him uh, be a force, be that turnover creating force. Um, but he is tracking the ball pretty well, and he's playing well. Um, all the stuff in the offseason I saw with him working out, man. I thought he would come in this week knocking people's blocks off, right? Um, but that's not his game, really. And I don't know why I expected that, but that's not his game. Um, his game is more so as a as a ball hawking safety. I just need to see more turnovers from him. Um, but outside of that, love what's happening with Von Bell. Eli Apple starting to really catch his groove. Um, he's he hasn't he was picked on a little bit in that last game. He was picked on, um, but he answered the bell later on. Defense answered the bell later on, but they couldn't stop the drives that super mattered towards the end. And, and Dallas just methodically moved the ball down the field and kept control of the clock a lot. And so. As I look at the defense, I do see them improving, getting a whole lot better. But at the same time, there are some flaws that are still there and evident. All right, let's stay in the NFC. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Rams. Now, the Rams recently clinched the NFC West division title. They're the first team in the NFL to clinch a division title. The month of November was really good to them, particularly in that Monday night masterpiece against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Jared Goff still consistent. Todd Gurley is an MVP candidate. Also, Aaron Donald is a candidate for the League Defensive Player of the Year. Aqib Tlaib is back. Also, a, a lot of their guys are starting to come back. Robert Woods and the, the whole crew out there in L.A. playing ball, despite the distractions that they had with the wildfires. Where do you see L.A. moving forward? L.A. is a problem. 
play is something um, that teams will have to deal with. They are they they look good. They're playing well together, and they look like they're having fun. Like a lot of people assumed that they may kind of have a little bit of an issue with personality clashes and, and things may not you know kind of work out well for them as far as having a whole lot of volatile individuals on that team. People like Akeem Talib and Marcus Peters, but at the end of the day, um, they've started to work together well. You thought Ndamukong Sue might be an issue, but he's been no issue at all. I mean, they, they've done well to gel. Um, that community's behind them, which is a little bit more scary because now you look at a team that's um, not only motive, not only is like talented and stacked as far as talent is concerned, but now they have a galvanizing force. And it was happening uh, with the wildfires and things of that nature. And now they feel like they're playing for their community and their city. And so now you, you kind of have something to deal with in the Los Angeles Rams, along with that phenomenal coaching staff, great players. I mean, they're forced to be reckoned with. So if if the trend continues, right, let's say they go against the Bears and they beat the Bears like they're supposed to, and, and you know, and if Mr. Trubisky's there, that may be a harder game than um, – that may be a harder game for them, but if he's not there, then it'll be a game that they win. And so um, if they continue like they're continuing, everything will have to go through L.A. It's not an intimidating place to play, mind you, but at the same time, I don't see a lot of teams being able to go in there and, and, and beat them, and that, that includes the Saints. All right, let's stay in the NFC. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. November was a kind month to the boys. They're currently on a four-game winning streak, um, winning games, beating the likes of the Falcons and beating the Saints on that Thursday night game. Dallas is peaking at the right time. Dak is playing better. Zeke has been consistent all year. But what about the Cowboys' defense? Leighton Vander Esch, also the, the secondary is playing well. It's, it's a, Dallas is really getting it together, not just offensively, but more importantly on the defensive side. Dallas, how do you see the boys going forward? They will be a force to reckon with. They will be a force to reckon with. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to, to get around them, right? Um, when you, you mentioned a few guys that, that are really high on my radar, that's Jalen Smith and Lathan Vanderesh, right? Those guys are um, they're intimidatingly athletic. They run to the football so well, and they're so motivated. Jalen Smith, um, who was supposed to be a guaranteed first-rounder, Right, goes to the second round. They Dallas puts a lot of faith in him and, and his ability to recover when people would stay away from him on their draft boards. Um, Dallas made the investment, and now that investment is paying off. They not only have him, but they also have like Lathan Vanderesh. When people thought for sure they should have went out and pulled uh, Kelvin Ridley, but instead of pulling the new Alabama flavor, they went and got the old Alabama flavor in Amari uh, Cooper. And so they have everything that they need to be an explosive team. They are peaking at the right time. Um, you mentioned Jones, who um, is one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now. And, and the crazy part is um, he's challenging. He was, he was a safety initially, right? But his speed allows him to play um, at the cornerback spot, and he's something to be reckoned with. Like, he's, he's a problem at that spot. They have a great defensive line. Um, one of the things that, that kind of, you know, made me think twice going into that game, Saints versus Dallas, was that um, Demarcus Lawrence was very vocal, uh, and very, very vocal, too. Some of the stuff he said was crazy. But he was very vocal about being motivated to destroy the Saints team. Like he, he was very vocal about that and then, um, you know, reached out to the community to say, hey, 
hey, look, everybody get on board. We're going to destroy the Saints. And they went out and made a statement in that game. Holding Drew Brees to under 100 yards in the – holding that whole offense to under 100 yards in the first half, I mean, just desecrating everything, all the allure, all the stuff that made um, the Saints seem invincible, that Dallas defense destroyed that. And then the offense just played complementary football. And so – at the end of the day, man, Dallas is a team to be reckoned with. You're right, they're peaking at the right time. Um, November was good to them, and December looks like it'll be rewarding as well. If they don't, you know, fall off, if they don't just completely, you know, fall off the earth, but I don't see that happening with that defensive um, coordinator. So if you look at them, man, Dallas is a team to be reckoned with. All right, speaking of a team to be reckoned with in the month of November, the Chicago Bears had a fantastic month. Uh, we saw uh, Mitchell Trubisky play solid before he suffered the shoulder injury, but Chase Daniel filled in nicely for him. And then the running game has been solid. Jordan Howard, also Tariq Cohen. But the Bears' defense have been has been really good. You know, Khalil Mack is the, the leader of that defense. Also, Leonard Floyd and Akeem Hicks, who was a former Saint. Where do the Bears go from here? Do you think the Bears are continuing to go on the upswing or do you think they'll kind of be in the middle, depending on the injury of uh, the health, I should say, of Mitchell Trubisky? I mean, I think you're absolutely right. Everything hinges on Mitchell Trubisky, right? Will he be uh, healthy towards the end of the month or during the times when they need him? They have done enough to, to get close to wrapping up this division. However, the Vikings are starting to become a, a bit of an issue as they get more healthy, right? They have Delvin Cook back. Um, Cousins is there. Yeah, um, and he's doing a pretty decent job. Diggs was a little hurt going into this last game, but Diggs still pulled through and played in that game. And, and you're looking at a team where, yes, they, you know, they're they're not fully clicking on all cylinders, but they are getting healthy and they will challenge the, the Chicago Bears for you know this division. When I look at the Bears, what I see is a team that's on the brink of a breakout. I just don't think this is their year, but they're on the brink of a breakout. They're on the brink of being a team that you have to deal with. Love the way they went about with the rebuild. This team was a complete disaster a few years ago. They they made a questionable move for everybody. Everybody thought them pulling Mr. Bisky in the first round was a dumb move at the time. They criticized it so much. And now where are all those people who didn't like Mr. Trubisky? They're gone. Right, because Mitchell Trubisky has shown himself to be a viable option at the quarterback position. Tariq Cohen um, was a find. They found him. And the crazy part is that he was playing for HBCU, doing his thing, right? Um, You know, making headlines there, but not national headlines. But they found him. Their scouting um, unit did the absolute, um, I mean, pulled the absolute miracle in, in pulling out Tariq Cohen. So he's been excellent for them, even when Jordan Howard hasn't been as effective. That team looks good. They look like a team to be reckoned with, and mainly because of that defense, right? The safety, the safeties over there are, are great, right? You look at Jackson from Alabama. He's somebody who's a ball-hawking safety and who's always making plays. And once he catches the ball, you're not catching him. They do a great job over there, especially with that defensive line now. You mentioned Akeem Hicks, Leonard Floyd, right? You look at a guy like Khalil Mack. That team is loaded. It's a loaded team, and they remind me of last year's Jaguars. Now, the question is, and you remember how far they went. So, if Mitchell Trubisky's good, right, and he's a lot better at the quarterback position than Blake Bortles. So, if Mitchell Trubisky's good, then this team, is, this team can go far. The only thing they're missing 
are dominant cornerbacks. They have a dominant defensive line, good um, linebacking core. They don't have the best cornerbacks, and so they're they're missing. They have some holes there. But outside of that, this team is is loaded and ready to go. All right, another team I want to talk about in the NFC is the New York Giants. Now, the Giants have really improved in the month of November. The Monday night football game when the Giants beat the 49ers, Odell Beckham Jr. said, we're going to run the table. We're going to finish the rest of the way, and we're going to win the division. Well, so far, so good. The Giants have been outstanding in the month of November. Eli Manning showing up, looking like old Eli, looking like Super Bowl Eli. Saquon Barkley is still consistent. Odell's playing well. Sterling Shepard's come on. And the defense has gotten better up there in the Big Apple. So do the Giants run the table the rest of the way, or do they run into problems in the NFC East? No. <laughs> no, they don't run the table. No. Um, no, they they won't run into many problems in, um, in the NFC East. However... Um, you will run into one main problem, though, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so the Dallas Cowboys, like I said, are surging. They won't. I, I, I love the fact that this Giants team is giving it a shot, not giving up, not giving in. That's so cool, right? Um, at the at this time, though, the the Dak is the Dak is stacked is stacked <laughs> against them, and I mean the Dak, right? But it, it's too far. It's too far gone, man. And I don't really see them um, doing what they predicted they would do towards the end. The defense isn't good enough. The offensive line isn't good enough. That The team isn't good enough to make the run that they're trying to make here. Yes, the old Eli, Super Bowl Eli, um, was able to do that. But remember that Super Bowl Eli was supported by a great defense. And this team just doesn't have that. They have players in certain places. They're, they're good in certain spots. And Odell Beckham is a beast. But this team just doesn't have that to, to make it where they need to make it. I don't see them challenging um, the Vikings. I don't see them going able, being able to challenge a team like the Bears. I don't see them being able to challenge any of the top teams in the NFC. So I'm, I'm sorry for every Giants fan listening. It, it's fun and, and have a good time with it. But start looking at next year as, as, um, you know, as a time where you'll be able to challenge the top teams in the NFC. All right, let's move on to the AFC. How about the Los Angeles Chargers? What a November they had. And the Sunday night football game uh, against the Steelers was just phenomenal. And, of course, the NFL did a great job of with the flex scheduling and the flex game. They really did a great job with that. But overall, November was pretty good to the Chargers. Phillip Rivers still putting up those Hall of Fame numbers. Keenan Allen is one heck of a wide receiver. Austin Eckler is a great running back, uh, filling in nicely for the injured Melvin Gordon. Defensively, the Chargers aren't bad. You've got Derwin James, who's the uh, the rookie cornerback. And then also you've got Joey Bosa is filling in nicely. No one expected the Chargers to play like this this year. This was supposed to be a rebuilding year or a catch-up year for the Chargers. But the Chargers are, are balling nicely this year. How do you see the Chargers moving forward? I'll say this, man. Whenever you have a team that's led by a possible, at some point, um, Hall of Fame quarterback, right, then I can never truly put them in a rebuild. Does that make sense? Because you have a guy at the helm uh, who's supposed to be uh, one of those guys. He's, he's one of those guys who you'll look back and say, this was the era of Rivers. This was the era of Eli. This is the era of Roethlisberger, right? And so um, you look back at that draft and what kind of happened from it, all those guys, um, all those, those first-round guys that year kind of panned out, right? 
you look at this Chargers team, man, and you're right. They are getting Joey Bosa back. Um, he provides a lot of pressure off the line. I mean, he's he's one of those guys who you ha- kind of have to pay attention to. His brother is probably going to be um, the first pick in the draft this upcoming year. So, you know, just extra information to look out for that. But Bosa is, you know, Bosa's a threat, right? Him stacked up with uh, with Melvin Ingram, those two guys are some are, are forces on the outside. You look at um, what's happening with their running back spot, right? You come into this year, you have a healthy Keenan Allen, you have a healthy um, Melvin Gordon, you have a healthy Rivers. I couldn't call it a, um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't call it a rebuild year for them, right? But it wasn't a this type of year. Nobody expected this, but we're getting this, which is good. And remember, um, the Chargers are always great in December. That's when they start making their comeback, even if they start the season 0-5, 0-4, 0-6, whatever, right? Um, this is the time of year when they start to really surge. Now, the question is, are they able or will they be able to to match up with a Chiefs team? That's a big question, right? Um, at the end of the day, will they be able to do anything with that team? And honestly, nobody gave them a shot last night when they were down by so many points against the Steelers. Nobody saw it. Right, nobody saw that coming. It especially with Melvin Gordon out, Justin Jackson. Wow, right? Like I, I didn't see that coming. I, I didn't see that coming. But people did talk about it all week leading up to the game. What type of college career he had? They just said he wasn't a burner. Well, Melvin Gordon isn't a for real burner. But you look at a guy like Justin Jackson. He kind of came through last night when Austin Eckler was, you know, was struggling a little bit. This team is. Um, it's poised. It's a poised team, and they're poised to to make a big run. Now, will they? Will that run ultimately end up in Philip Rivers making his first appearance in a Super Bowl? I don't see it. I don't see it. I see them doing the same thing they do every year, making it far, and then losing to a Steelers, a Patriots, or a Chiefs team. All right, well, speaking of one of the teams that you mentioned, let's talk about the team that is uh, the headquarters or at one Patriot place, the New England Patriots. The Patriots had a solid November. Tom Brady still looking as great as ever. A running game has picked up nicely for the Patriots with Sony Michelle. Also, James White is a complimentary back as well. The wide receivers are good with Edelman and Hogan and, of course, Gronk. And defensively, the Patriots have gotten much better. How do you see New England moving forward? Like they always do, as um, not as this time, not as everybody's Super Bowl favorite, but only because of the Chiefs. The only reason they're not everybody's Super Bowl favorite is because of the Chiefs. But at the same time, if you remember, who gave the Chiefs their first L? That would have to be the Patriots, right? And so the Patriots are, they're a good team. They have weaknesses, right? They they have obvious flaws. They're, um, I mean, their running game is starting to pick up. It really is. With Sony Michelle, he is somebody to look at. Um, but still, Gronk isn't Gronk of old. Everybody knows that and can see that, right? Um, he kind of plods down the field at times. He's, he's not the same, you know, what is this force that everybody remember Gronk used to be. So, you know, there, there's somewhat aging a little bit. You can see it. Like, it's right, happening right before our eyes. Like, Tom Brady, I mean, he's still Tom Brady. So, until he hangs the cleats up, He's still Tom Brady, and everybody will always respect him as that. But if you look at this team, they're not as dominant as Patriots team in the past, and they're especially not as dominant as people thought they would be once they pulled a Josh Gordon and everybody immediately kind of placed him in that Moss role. This isn't that year. This isn't that team. However, 
this is still a Bill Belichick-led team. It's still a Tom Brady-led team, which means that the team will still go far in the playoffs. And, yeah, they may get knocked out at the end by a team like the Chiefs. They may get knocked out at the end by a team like the Steelers, right? Or they may even struggle with a team like the Chargers. But at the same time, um, you can expect to see them in, in, the, in the big playoff picture in AFC Championship game at least. All right, speaking of a big play team in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, before we talk about the Chiefs November, some major news had happened. Of course, we a lot of people know about running back Kareem Hunt being released due to the domestic violence charge that had taken place. Of course, the video was seen all over in various media sources. The incident happened in February, but the Chiefs got a hold of the video and they released him recently. So before we talk about the Chiefs November, briefly, Rick, what are your thoughts on the Kareem Hunt situation and will he play again in the NFL? Man, that's tough. It's a real tough situation because if you look at um, Kareem Hunt, you, it was clear it was clear that he was, you know, in a situation that he didn't want to be in. Uh, you know, you can obviously see that. At the same time, um, he pushed the girl really like he when he first pushed her, he did push her, um, you know, just kind of very forcefully. He pushed her right after he pushed her. She didn't swung on him, or she hit him. Um, and then after that, he had to be held back. He had to be held back from, you know, causing more uh, or inflicting more damage on her, right? Um, and then he was so frustrated, he pushes his friend into her, and then she hits the wall. None of that looked good. It just it doesn't look good at all. He then came out and kicked her. And then once he kicked her, she was sitting there. She was sitting on the ground. He came out, kicked her. Once he did that, man, that kind of solidified what the situation is and where we are right now. Um, and, and nobody's going to look at that kick and publicly say that, oh, it wasn't that bad, right? Like, nobody will, will do that. Now, people will privately say, oh, man, he could have kicked her so much harder. He could have did that, right? But nobody will come out and publicly say that. And even in private discussions, nobody will say that what he did wasn't wrong, not even him. He gave his um, – he, he came on ESPN and said what he did was absolutely wrong, and he – there's no excuse for it. So what happens with that? I don't foresee a team with this video proof, right? I don't see them taking a chance of taking a PR hit. Because if you look at a guy like um, Ruben Foster, who just got cut by um, – the 49ers, he went ahead and he was put on uh, waivers. He got picked up by the Washington Redskins by Doug, right? Oh, Dougie came out and made the um, made the pull. Doug Williams I'm talking about. Doug Williams came out, pulled Ruben Foster and said, hey, we got to wait and do the investigation. We'll see what it looks like. Nobody has to do the investigation here. Everybody knows what it looks like. Everybody knows what he did, and he admitted to doing it. And we got the video proof. So the last time the situation happened was the Ray Rice situation. What happened then? Right? We never saw him in the NFL again. I think this kid is too young for he's too young for us to um for us to imagine the NFL never seeing him again. I don't see anybody pulling him off of waivers, but I do see somebody um I do see a team giving this some time and then going to get him. A team I see doing that is a team like the Oakland Raiders. 
and I hate to say that, but I, I, I see teams with obvious needs at the running back position, and you have a, a running back out there, right? Uh, you look at a team like um, the Raiders, I can see them making a move like that. You look at a team like the Ravens, um, quite possibly, right? Um, it, it, it can happen, and I don't think it'll happen uh, through the waiver process, but I think they'll give this some time, possibly next year sometime, or maybe even in the offseason, somebody's bringing in Kareem Hunt. And um, and I so I do see him playing again. All right. Well, let's stay with the Chiefs. I mean, November was a pretty good month to them. They had that Monday night masterpiece against the Los Angeles Rams. They didn't win it, but Patrick Mahomes and that offense is still potent, such as uh, Tyreek Hill, Chris Conley, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. And the Chiefs defense has been okay. It's been at spurts. It hasn't been as dominant. It hasn't been a dominant defense this year, but the Chiefs are still on top of their game right now. Where do you see Kansas City headed? Straight to the top. <laughs> I see I see the Kansas City Chiefs um in the AFC Championship game, possibly in the Super Bowl this year. That team is great. Now they struggled yesterday which shocked a lot of people because nobody uh, could foresee them struggling, especially against Oakland. What's the struggle there, right? Like, what's the issue? Where, where are you struggling with this Oakland team? I don't get it. Um, but we're talking about rivals here, right? We're talking about a, a great rivalry. And, and in those rivalry type of situations, you see um, a more competitive game than you expected. And so as I look at this team, um, I still see a juggernaut of a squad, right? The only issue is that Sammy Watkins doesn't live up to the hype. No matter where he goes, he's never he's never fully there. He's never fully, you know, giving it. You're never fully seeing the Sammy Watkins that you thought you would see with him coming out of Clemson. So we don't see him there. Chris Conley is a good wide receiver, but we're not fully seeing his full um, impact on this offense. You lose a Kareem Hunt, and Spencer Ware doesn't have the burst that he used to have. You don't see that same... Spencer Ware burst. I don't know if you remember this, but people listening may remember the year prior to us finding out about Kareem Hunt. That year before that draft, everybody was hype about Spencer Ware before he got hurt. It was all Spencer Ware this, Spencer Ware that. He was going to be the man because they had such a great year the year prior. At the same time, you look at this, um, you look at him now, and you don't, he doesn't strike the same fear in defenses. So that's not what it was before. But the, the thing that clicks about this team and the thing that makes you fear them most is what's happening with Patrick Mahomes, what's happening with um, Travis Kelsey, and what's happening with Tariq, the, um, the cheetah, the burner hill, right? That dude is too much to deal with for a lot of teams. You don't have the speed. You don't have the speed on defense to stop him. He's 20 yards past most people when he's running a nine route, and even when they're set up in a prevent. I don't understand most of the time how wide open this dude is, He's so dynamic, he's so fast, and that arm on Patrick Mahomes is so alive that he can get it to him wherever he's at. So my thing is this. Um, you have to have the personnel to match up with them. How do you stop Travis Kelsey unless you have the personnel to do so? And then how do you stop a, a guy like Tariq Hill? So the team is loaded. I see them you know, going really, really far. With Kareem Hunt, I would have said Super Bowl without thinking about it. Um, without him... I say AFC Championship game, possibly Super Bowl. That's where I see the Chiefs. All right, the last team I want to discuss is the Houston Texans. Now, the Texans have been a surprise. They've been under the radar this year, but they've made a lot of noise silently. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 
and only in his second year in the league coming back from that ACL injury. I mean, he's playing solid. Also, the defense has been great with J.J. Watt, Jadeveon Clowney, also Jonathan Joseph, uh, Tyron Matthew, and also one of the top receivers in the league, but a very underrated guy in DeAndre Hopkins. Houston has really clicked on all cylinders. Do you think Houston is the X factor in the playoffs on the AFC side, and do they have the opportunity to spoil someone's Super Bowl plans? I'm, I, I give the show a hot take, and I'll, I'll say Houston can beat anybody in the AFC. I would say except, I would say except um, for possibly the Chiefs. A fully loaded Chiefs team, I, I would see them having a hard time or possibly struggling. But everybody else, they can beat. They can, and, and I say this like confidently they can beat the Steelers I believe they can beat the Steelers they can beat the Chargers um they have the ability and capability to beat the Patriots the team is a good team right especially with the beast that they have and J.J. Watt is a problem and everybody knows that but he's still a problem even after being hurt and going through so many of those injuries right J.J. Watt is still something you have to deal with Clowney is somebody you'd have to deal with I'm Tyron Matthews starting to find his stride. Initially, not really making plays or not really, you know, impacting the defense like we're used to him doing. But now really starting to find his groove and his stride. And so you have to deal with that team, man. Honestly, one of the most underrated pieces of that team is what's happening with Lamar Miller this year. Miller's effective. He's been semi-effective. And he's been better than most people thought he would be. He's been effective this year. And so you look at Deshaun Watson, you're right. You're right. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is wildly underrated. He is, to me, and, and, and I hate to say this. Actually, no, I'm going to say it outright. He's the best wide receiver in the league. And in, in my estimation, and I'll tell you why, it's really hard to cover him because he can catch the ball if you, you know, play him too close. If you're right next to him, it still doesn't prevent him from catching the ball. He can make phenomenal catches. He's a fast wide receiver. He runs great routes. And he's sideline and sideline. I mean, even on the sideline, he's making those phenomenal toe-touch catches. You can't deal with this guy, man. He's great. And now he has a quarterback to really show his full range of weapons. If you look at this, if you look at um, Hopkins, man, he's been phenomenal even with horrible quarterbacks. So now you give him a quarterback that can really give him the ball, what do you expect from him? Well, what I expect from him is for him to show that he's the best wide receiver in the league. And, and do I say that even above a Julio or A.B. or Odell? It's hard to say, right? It's tough to say. But if you really look at this guy and you watch him work, I mean, he's the best. He's the absolute best. And I'm saying that even with a Michael Thomas in my backyard, right? And, and, you know, Michael Thomas, please forgive me. But I'm sure he would even argue that, man, toe-to-toe, you can't say outright Michael Thomas is better. And so – I'll just kind of go at that. Now, the question is, can they beat any team? Will they make noise? Will they disrupt? on what's happening in the AFC. Yeah, absolutely. And there'll be a team to reckon with. Can they go all the way to the Super Bowl? Yeah, they sure can. They sure can. If nothing happens to Deshaun Watson and they're at full strength throughout the playoffs, yeah, absolutely. They can disrupt this whole thing. And and they can even go toe-to-toe with a team like um, the Chiefs. So, yeah, yep. Honestly, absolutely can see them disrupting this AFC playoff picture. All right, so now, Rick, tell everybody, the listening audience out there, about MTMV Sports and where they can find MTMV Sports on social media and a website. MTMV Sports is, is phenomenal, man. We, they're led by, every one of those podcasts are led by super fans of those teams. 
And so you talk about the Dallas Cowboys one led by Jay Kells. He has a um, podcast called Star Star Talk. So um, and he, he did a special episode when it was time for them to to face um the Saints. And so me and him went back and forth on that. You look at what's going on with the Chiefs right now. Red and Bold podcast led by Will Smith. He's on that. Um, the MMA, MMA. Um, so we have a podcast especially for MMA people who are really excited about that called MMA Main Event. It happens every single Friday. Um, and that drops, and you can find us on um on what is this? Uh, Apple Podcast. So Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, just kind of wherever you're into listening to your podcast, you can find MTMV Sports. That's my team, my voice, um, sports. And so we even have a wrestling podcast. Somebody we have a um, guy named Damo um, and Jaquel's on that one as well, covering um, the WWE and everything happening in there called the Outsiders Edge. But the cool part about this app, or the cool part about um, not the app, but the cool part about this podcast is that it's a podcast network. So all you have to do is subscribe to one podcast, which is the MTMV Sports Podcast, and you're going to get all these other podcasts. Um, that you're going to get um, as a bonus, right? Basically, we cover baseball, football, um, even we cover even soccer at times. And so all you need to do is subscribe to MTMV Sports, and you're going to get a litany of good sports um, good sports news, good sports opinions. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be it's a phenomenal investment for you. All you have to do is press that subscribe button, and you're on your way. Tell our listening audience out there, where can they find MTMV Sports on social media and a website? So all you have to do is go at M as in my team, my voice. So M T M V sports. And that's the same handle for Twitter and Instagram and even Facebook. You can find us on Facebook as well at the same handle. All right. Now tell our listening audience briefly about your debut album, Beyond Belief. Tell them how many tracks are on the album and where can they find it on the uh, digital media platforms? Yo, um, I'm super happy with what, um, I was able to kind of I put my best foot forward on this album. You're going to get storytelling on the album, great music on the album, um, and you're going to get some skits that you're going to love. I can guarantee something on the album is going to be something that makes you um, want to replay it. And so um, the album is fun. It's doing pretty well. The album is called Beyond Belief. You can find it on Apple Music. So if you have Apple Music, you can go ahead and stream it there. You can stream it on Spotify. You can buy it in the iTunes store. You can buy it on Google Play. Um, you can buy it on Amazon, wherever you want to buy um, this, wherever you buy music, you can go and buy it there. If you're a streamer, you're like, yo, I don't buy music. Like, what year is this? All right, cool. You don't buy music? Great. Go ahead and stream it. Stream it on Spotify. Um, you can even put it up on Pandora. You can find it there as well. But stream it on Spotify, stream it on Apple Music, um, stream it on Google Play, however, or Google Music, wherever you get your music from. Um, go ahead and stream it. I feel all that love. I feel all that love. If you're like a video person, you want to watch a YouTube video of it, you can go and find um, the YouTube videos as well. And, you know, just go ahead and listen, man. Do do your thing. Whatever you want to do to support, uh, I'm down with it. All right. And tell everybody real quickly, where can they find you on social media and a website? You can find me at Rick Sincere. That's at R-I-C Sincere. You can find me on Twitter at Rick Sincere. Um, um, you can find me on Facebook at Rick Sincere and Instagram at Rick Sincere. You can, you know, hop in the DMs. If you got questions, feel free to. Um, if you want to email me, it's um, ricksincere at gmail.com. You can email me for booking. You can email me for questions that you have about, you know, sports or football or whatever, even fantasy because, you know, I, I roll like that too. 
So um, whatever you want to do, you want to contact me, feel free to follow me at Rick Sincere on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Well, you heard it from him. He's Rick Sincere from MTMV Sports, giving you the 411 on what's been happening in the NFL up until this point and amongst other things. Rick, thank you so much for being on the program. And as always, we got to do this again soon. Awesome. Awesome. Looking forward to it. And hey, man, we got to have you on MTMV Sports. It's been a minute since we heard from from you, and I don't know if they know, but you're a beast there too. You know your stuff, so uh, we got to get you on. Oh, thank you, man. I, I, hey, whenever you need me, I'm there. Just let me know, and I'm there, okay? I bet. You heard it from him. That's Rick Sincere from MTMV Sports. We'll be back with more right after this.